Okay, so we're picking up today on um, today's daf is twenty one, Makot twenty one, and I believe we're going to get we're gonna we're gonna get through the whole thing and maybe a little bit more. That's my feeling because it's not such complex sugyas. Uh, they're they aren't such complex sugyas. It's more um, it's very choppy. It's like what are we chaf what? Yes, yeah, so we're on kaf aleph mud aleph, but we are on kaf. Kaf Amubet, like kind of in the middle of the page. So it says, um, but these are kind of choppy. It's a choppy, it's a choppy um, daf in that it's just basically a Mishnah, Mishnah, then a, then another halacha from that Mishnah. Um, so I was just saying, I have a feeling we're going to get through the whole thing today and maybe a little bit more because it's not like these complex things where you had like maybe the Rabbi Ishmael, the Bay Rabbi Ishmael, where you had like. Maser, and we're trying to figure out his view on Bikurim from the Maser. Uh, it's more like very choppy. This uh, this Masecha, this this daf, it's kind of Mishnah, 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 and different laws within the Mishnah. And so it's like it's not so, such complex things. We're trying to unravel them. It's basically like a lot of different halachas. So. Like a telephone book, kind of, or like a Shulchan Aruch, more. Yeah. Not not like the Torbeit Yosef. Right. No one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we're on Kafamud. Uh, sorry, I was just throwing it out there. Kafamud. All right, and these source sheets. Um, it's I brought some diagrams from this book, Masifta. Some nice diagrams, and a quasi chuva from that was asked online. Not like an official chuva, but um, uh, about tattoos. That's something interesting we could look at. Um, and. And just for that question of the Rivan, we saw the Rivan surfacing here. Like you check, if you look on the top, top of the page here, and top Kaf Amud Aleph, they have Rivan. It's not Rashi, so that's one of Rashi's grandchildren. I looked it up. Um, just looked up why he, where, why he all of a sudden surfaced. So apparently Rashi didn't finish his commentary to the last three pages of Makos. So it's oh. Rivan took over here. There's other parts for Rashi. All of uh, Nadarim is not Rashi. So there's certain parts that aren't Rashi. Actually, Ravina Amar. Is that where it starts? Yeah. No, no, no. It said Ravina. It says Ravina Amar here in the uh, Tashvahs. No, no. You were talking about Ravina, right? Uh, Rivan. If you look on the top here. Um, I don't know if you have that. On top of Kafamud Alas, do you have that? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I have... Mine says Rivan. I guess yours, your Gemara is down. No. Okay. I got, that's the only reason why I was clued into that. I guess your Gemara is down. Okay. All right, let's do it. Um, middle of Kafamu Bet. I'm a Keith Pat Rosho. So we're talking about Malkos for these different things. Uh, again, we ask the question why these appear. There are so many lobbying in the Torah. Why are we talking about these? Not before we mentioned that you, we get Malkos for for the ones that you get Karet on. That was that was clear. I forgot the answer to that. I have to look it up. I'll look it up for tomorrow. Why are we Why are we dealing with these specifically? There are so many things you could deal with. You get Malkos for. Um, okay. Anyway, the Makif Pat Rosho. This is from the Mishnah. Tanarman Pat Rosho Sofar Show. This is Sofar Show. Zehamashvitz da Avla Hore as Ozno Uf Lefarachto. Tani Tana Tani Tana Kame de Rabhizda. Echadamakif Echadani. Okay, before we get into that. That's also an interesting, uh, really interesting um, discussion there, Like, but we'll get into that in a second. So, Bezu's Sofar Show. How do you know? So, what is a peyot? There's two different peyot. There's peyot harosh and there's peyot azakan. Peyot harosh of this area, um, I brought a little diagram of that here. The head peyot. Um, it's the middle of the page there. 
So the right side is what is basically what the Rivan, how the Rivan explains it. And uh, that's like this area, like a diagonal. And it says the Chazan Ish recommends that people, uh, you know, uh, encircle it just to be more machmir. That's the left side. That's kind of, I think, what people do. But, uh, um, but really, so if you look, you can actually get the Lashon here of the, um, of the Rivan. It's pretty helpful. Um, find it. Um, Ezuhu sofar show, but Ezin Yanya, you see that, uh, you see the uh, Rivan, Ezuhu sofar show, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's uh, it's in the middle of the Liku Teira, you have Liku Teira? <laughs> you have Liku Teira, you know? Anyway, you don't have, okay, so our Gemara's are different, okay, so can you find that, you find that, that Rivan there, Ezuhu sofar show? Yeah, now that I'm in the Rivan. Rivan, I mean Rashi, but it's Rivan, really. Okay. I'm in the in the Rashi, which is Rivan. Bezu Sofar Show. Yeah. Bezu Inyan Ye Mekif Sofar Shishia Chaya Bekol Bal Takivu. Hamashvitz Da Avla Choreos No Vachato. This is like a very informative one. Choreos No Ain Seyar. Okay. Behind your ear, you don't have any Seyar. Okay. Bekach Bimitzcho Ain Seyar. Klum. There's no se'ar up here in your temples. Aval b'tzda'av shba'emza yesh se'ar. V'imu mashvem enotel kol se'ar shba'tzda'av l'midat achorei ozno u'farachto zeo mekif sofarosh. That's a pretty clear uh, delineation of what where where the locations. Behind here you don't have hair. Up here you don't have hair. All this part where you do have hair in between, that's the part you can't take off. So, and the reason we said for that was there was a... Uh, uh, Monks or people who served Avodah That's how they used to go with like bowl haircuts. It's like very important. Bowl haircuts—they're—they're they're not cool. Just like in general. So, I think they're not cool. So, but anyway, the Torah also thinks that, but for other reasons. Okay. Um, okay. So that was that. And so that's that's the diagram here, where it basically shows the part you can't take off in the Pat Rush show on the, in the middle diagram on page uh, page one. Okay. Um, Tanitanik, Tanitanik, Kamei, the Rav Chizda. Someone taught, it was taught in front of Rav Chizda. Okay, so that's interesting, right? So let's say you go to a barber. Go to a non Jewish barber, or actually, no, you go to a Jewish barber, and they take out a razor. You know, you, maybe you're there, you fall asleep, or something. No, I'm saying you fall asleep. You're sitting there, you're not religious, okay? They take out their razor and start, you know, okay, let's, let's get to work, and they start shaving your payas. They're shaving your whole you want you want a bald you want you want a bald head. They're shaving your pass. So are you you the person who are sitting there? You're the getting your hair cut. Are you Chayav too? It says you can't you can't that part can't be cut. But the the barber's doing it. You're not doing it. You're just sitting. You're in you're not the Makif. You're the Nikaf. It's happening to you. Are do you are you obligated in that case? That's that's that's, that's a question, right? And that's a question in general with all the Torah. It's like, you know, when things happen to you and you're not the one uh, doing it, are you uh, are you obligated in that? Like anyway, he's doing for you, Rabbi. He's doing for you. So you you might be chayav in that you're enabling him to do it, but that's that's uh, you shouldn't do a you shouldn't ever don't don't put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Okay. He's doing it on your body. He's doing it on your body, but you're but I agree, but you're not you're not doing the actual act. If you were doing it to yourself, for sure, it'd be forbidden. But it's not like you say take it off here. 
That's also a different level. You're saying you're just sitting there. You said intentionally. That's the question. We're going to see what that oh, exactly okay. means. The verbal, I don't know. The verbal is an interesting question. It doesn't discuss that here. Let's say you're just I just sitting. My mom like, said, don't cut there. When I was a little kid, she took me to the barber's Italian. She said, don't cut the sides. Yeah. That was, I was like the, he knew already. We all came in. He said, oh, yeah, I know. I won't touch the sides. Yeah. Well, that's probably because what they say is, the answer is, both of you are obligated. We're going to see why. But otherwise, you could, you know. Also, you said Jew specifically because of, in terms of being a few. Yeah. Well, Obviously, if it's a non-Jew. If it's a non-Jew and they're doing it to you, uh, it's a question. I would sense that it would also, also be an issue because you can't have it be done to you. No, no, you would be few, but he, he's he, not, he has no obligation. Yeah, no, no. So that's the question, but they're already answering it. The person who does the, the hakafa, the encircling, and the one who's being encircled, having it done to them. Somebody who, um, who eats... So, so if, if tamarim, if dates were, were plucked off the tree on Yom Tov, and you, you were just eating them from, from the basket, are you chayav? That's, that's, kind of like that's, that's how they're comparing it. They, you didn't do the actual act. It was already done. Why should you be chayav? It's not, it's not exactly similar, right? Because here you're just benefiting from what was happening. There you're actually involved somewhat in the act. You understand like the difference? They're asking a question. They said, someone who, someone and, came and... You know. J- y- Yoni came and he brought you dates that he plucked from a tree on Yom Tov. So you can't pluck from a tree on Yom Tov. And, and obviously I know that. I have to know that. I know it, yeah. I know it. And I just eat from those dates. So they're comparing that to our, our case where you're just sitting and the, 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 the lotus says happening to you. And you're ben- both cases you're benefiting from something somebody else did. They're, they're, saying, uh, they're saying, if someone brought you a, a, a basket of dates that they did in Easter, would you be chayav? He probably can't eat it because it's Masa Shabbat or whatever. But, um, but nevertheless, would you be chayav from the, from the, the Easter of, of plucking? You didn't pluck it yourself. Same thing here. You didn't shave this yourself. Somebody shaved it for you. That's kind of like the question. I don't think they're exactly similar, but um, uh, so, so, so what's the answer? That's the question, okay? They're saying, the basic question is this. You're, you're benefiting, but you didn't do the act. Right? That's the basic question. We have two cases where you're benefiting. The, the dates and this, you're benefiting, you didn't do the act. So maybe you shouldn't be chayav. So no, you should be. Why? There is a view that says that if you do an, a lot, a lot of time, remember we saw this all the time, we said you don't get malkos because it's not like muzzling the ox, remember that? If you have an act that doesn't, if you do a, a transgression that doesn't have an act, it's not like muzzling the ox, so therefore you're not, you don't, you're not liable. Uh, but here, there's a view, the Rabbi Huda's view is that you are liable. So, so this, is, this is the equivalent of muzzling the ox with a word. Yes, according to according to Reish Lakish. Right, according to Reish Lakish, you should be this should be chiyuv because it's the same. I, I say to the barber, cut, it, or I sit there while he's cut. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's no there's no maaseh. Yeah. Uh, but but it's like yelling at the ox, don't. And, yeah. And you stop it from eating. Yeah. The bottom line is like exactly. So you're sitting here, you're not doing anything. It's happening to you. Okay. Now, uh, the question is. If you're not doing an act, can you still be liable? So they're, they're saying you tell yes. someone to turn the light on Shabbos. You tell someone to tell, turn the light on on Shabbos. You're not doing anything. You're, you're telling them. Yeah. So you're saying if you're liable there in that case. Um, I don't think you're liable. I guess you wouldn't be liable from the Torah. That's a, that's a lot of shame, but Right, but but you you're definitely. You you're, you might be forbidden because it's forbidden to speak about forbidden things in Shabbat or to appoint a shaliyah. It's from Daver Davar. Ah, 
So it's a separate uh, yeah. from, okay. But I'm sure, yeah. Uh, or maybe you're not liable for lashes, but you still are liable. I don't know. All right. Um, so why, why are we Nikah? Why is the person who's sitting there who's benefiting but not doing an actual act? Why are they still liable? Because we hold, a, it's, this is a corner of Rabbi Yehuda who says that even if you don't do an act, an actual act, but you're involved in it in some way, uh, you're still liable for Makos. So, but, uh, so Rav is not so happy with that because that's not, Rabbi Yehuda is not like the, the mainstream opinion. We, we were always saying that if there's no action done, it's just verbal, um, or if it's just sitting there, um, you don't really, you shouldn't get Makos. So that's like not, that's the mainstream approach. So Rava tries to answer in a different way. He says, So what's the case talking about here? It's not that you're sitting, going to a barber. You're in your home. You're in your room, and you have a, you're in your bathroom, and you have, your, you have a razor, and you're shaving your own payas. If you're shaving your own payas, it's the makif and the nikaf. You're the one who's ha- it happening to you, and you're the one who's doing it, but you, you're involved in the action either way. So that's the case it's talking about. We're trying to find a case where this, this person who's it's ha- having done to them, they should be obligated. One approach says that even though they're not doing an action, or you're at a barber, they're still obligated because you got obligated for things that you're liable for things that, you, that you, even without an action. Another one says, no, you, are li- you aren't liable for things without an action, but here you are doing an action. You're doing it to yourself. That's that approach. Rav Ashi Amar no, this is this is a case. This is even better. You you go to the you go to the you go to the um, barber and you assist them in some way. You say you know you missed the spot over here. Bring the razor close. I don't know exactly what the nature of this messiah is. Is it verbal? Is it is it physical? Are you physically moving, or are you just kind of like guiding them towards there? I don't know. But some or are you, are you moving? I think I remember hearing people. Uh, I think I remember reading like you move your head closer or something like that. I ever been to the barber like you know, move your head down I need to get to that spot. So so you physically contribute. Yes. So, but that's really interesting because if you accept that approach, then then only when you're physically contributing to 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 the act, that's when you're liable. But if you're not and you're involved in something, then you're not liable. So that gets very close to muzzling the ox. That there has to be some physical component. Yeah, there has that's, to be some physical component. Yeah, ikar, according to those right? approaches. I, I wonder if that's the halacha. I don't I don't see any uh, letter yeah, this next. Is to the is in the, the Rashi, but not Oh, so you kind of like and that's why I remember reading that somewhere trash very fun okay so that's like an interesting little discussion there um uh yeah or like yeah okay okay um so somebody who uh who destroys their there's payout of their zakan we said there's payout, there's the zakan also the the beard also has Different parts where you can't shave. We said here, here, and here too. Okay, Are you with us? You, you no, I think I lost. It. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> so did I miss the shevalavim? Did you discuss the white shaving? Shevalavim, right? Shaving is, has shevalavim, right? So we talking about five at least. But isn't it shevalavim? I thought it was shevalavim. Shavim, if you do these two, right? it's five. It's seven. Yeah. It is seven. So I think if you do these two, so I should remember shevalavim. This is going back. Half a century almost, but this is I remember that there was Sheva Lavim for shaving. Yeah, Sheva, I mean, I uh, believe it's one, right? two, three. I don't remember. I forgot how it was. Three, four, five, how six. It was seven. configured, but it was seven. One, for sure. two, three, four. I just five. remember all I remember was Sheva Lavim, right. and that, that, that. You okay. can take that to the bank. All right, Sheva Lavim. Well, we'll take it. Hopefully, we won't. It's not, we don't want that to happen. That's so, yeah. Okay. Um, no, Sheva. Well, I mean, when he says Sheva, I think you're talking about someone who shaves everything. So it's one, yes. two, the, the, three, right. four, five, six, right. seven. So you have five here and two yeah. here. Oh, okay. Five on your face. Yeah. 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 
Tenaron petskano, sufskano, veizu sufskano, shibolotskano. Oh, that was very informative. Doesn't really tell you what. It's very, very unclear what this means. So it says, sufskano, what's, what is the, the end of your zakan? And it says, that's what you can't, these are five places, that are en- the end points of your zakan, of your, of your beard, you can't shave. So we're hoping, like, the Gemara would elaborate what exactly that is, but it doesn't really. It just says shibolot's gonna, where, like, the hair kind of, like, gathers in, a different, in different corners. So there, there's, there's a whole debate on this, what, it, what exactly it means. If you look it could mean it, you could trim, because you can't get to the root, the end of you. It, it could mean that, right? The end, meaning you can't trim there? because No, you could trim. If it says the end, what, which end? Well, it says, the end that says shibolot's gonna, it's like, means kind of like where, where, where hair gathers. That's according to one explanation, what shibolot Right. But so, which end is it? Is the end that's in your face? That's what I'm saying. the end that's away from your face? But for instance, could you trim it? It should be okay so, to trim, because it's the other end. So take a look, take a look at this diagram here. Uh, there's five, six different approaches to this. Um, page, on page one on the bottom. You have Shitata Rivan, which is, what we can read him. It's, it's very clear, actually. He says the, f- the five places are your here, where your jaw, like where your jaw is here. There's a spot here, then your chin, and then over here, then over here. Right. Um, I think you can just read what he says here. Shibolta, um, let's read here. Kuluch at the bottom of the page here. Kuluch hamesh peot the kachashim matin mikhlas shibolt him. Oh, right, that's not helpful. I don't know where I read it. I remember he brought it. The disc, he brought the different. Uh, all right. He has it somewhere. All right, but um, if I find it, I'll let you know. Um, any case, and then you have, um, let's just look at Rabbeinu Hanano, the bottom, the, the fourth one, the bo- like the first page, the one on the bottom left. Mm-hmm. He says it's, it's your mustache. So that's like a, that's an edge right here. That's an edge. This is an edge. This is an edge. So it's like, where are these edges? It's not clear. So that's why people are careful, like just to grow, grow their beard because they don't know, or like, or shave with not, without a razor. But like, people were, people were, when they were an electric ra- or like razor, people were careful, like to, to grow their beard or find the rub grew a uh, goatee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there's the whole I think with like the brisk. Some of the Soloveitchik students they go like the Gush, for instance, where I study. They had everyone. They had like long pass. That was the, that was because they were like choshesh to different shitas, but they like cyburns. Anyway. No. Only. No. Well, this yeah. is also not pat. This is pat skin. It's yeah. gan This is your your. Your beard. So that pat rosh chem is just... just have to to other parts. No, no. Other parts may be, um, may be, may be because of, like, you shouldn't um, dress like a woman. That's yeah, I thing. know, but it's not, not from, obvious, the, no, it's from only the Torah. Yeah, no, yeah. it's only pat rosh chem. Um, we had a discussion yesterday. If it was, like, between uh, your forehead or your whole head, but that was, that was the extent of that. It didn't go further than the head. Um, I think that was for pat rosh chem. All right. No, that, sorry. That was for that was for something else. That was for the for the bald spots. Okay, never mind. But nevertheless, pat skin is just is just your pad. That's just the edges of your of your your, your beard or your hair. Okay. Um. So, those are the approaches. The one in your if you have your is a nice diagram in your um, in English of of the Koran. If you if you want to take a look in the Koran. You in have the, the English part. That's the modern orthodox guy. I think it's page 135. Ah. Gotcha. So, yeah. 
Okay. They accept one of the views that it's like just that one, two. That's the classic view. It's like one, two. I think it's one, two. Or one, two, right? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. We have Meseret Sutacha. So now we're on on the incisions, okay? Meseret. Um, so here's, I brought some Sukim to help us kind of get grounded. We'll get grounded here. So, um, okay. So the... There's, there are three psukim in relation to incisions. This is page one, top of the page. Um, one of them deals with koanim. It says the koanim, uvisaram lo yisratu sarate. It says they can't, they, can't, they can't make these incisions. And the second two, that extra in regards to Israel. One of them says, seret lanefesh lotit nubusarchem. And the other one says, lotit godetu, which means this is similar to making an incision. So, they're going to darshan now um, the second and the third pasuk. Oh, sorry. This, yeah, the second and the third pasuk. And this is how they're going to do it. Tanakama um, Rabiosi, they're going to darshan three different three different parts of the pasuk. So the first, the second pasuk has a seret, and Tanakama is going to learn something from that. Then lenefesh, and then lemet from the second from the third pasuk. So that's kind of where we're going to go right now. So we'll see it as we go along. The seret yechol afilu seret abetosh nafal valsinatosh davar bayam. So so, if someone makes an incision in their body, we said it's forbidden to do that because make sure that your desperate as might be the act of, of people or auto worship. You know, you're desperate and you're so upset that you start damaging yourself. That shows you don't have faith in God. That's one explanation for that. That's why you can't make when someone dies. You shouldn't completely make an incision in your body because it shows you don't. There's a lack of faith, or it could be that auto worshippers did that. But nevertheless. If you, uh, we learn that you can't do it when someone dies. What if, like, your your, your house uh, burnt down, or your your boat, your ship, your boat uh, drowned, sunk? So maybe for just every kind of bad thing, also some bad things that befall you, you should also also be forbidden. No, it's only for somebody who died. Only only when you do it when mourning for for a person. That's what they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. You're only you're only liable if it's on someone who died, not on. And where did they learn that from? That's because uh, it says in the pasuk. If you look at pasuk two, the seret la nefesh, for a person, not for the svina, for the boat. It doesn't say the boat there. It says the person. So if one person who died, um. Yeah, we have one person who died, and you make five incisions on your body. Here, 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 everywhere. You're so upset. You gas yourself, either with your hand or with a knife. You're so upset, God forbid. And you make five incisions on this one person that died, your very close family member. So they say you're chayav on every one of those slashes, even though it was one person. You might have thought one slash for one person. No. Five slashes for one person, you're chayav on every one, as if you get, like, warning for each one. And they learn out from it, it says, Vaseret Lenefesh. For every sritao sritao. I don't know exactly what the limud is, but the fact that verse 2 says, Seret Lanefesh, for every sritao, for each one, on that person. You have to have a warning before each. I believe so, for each one. Unless so you if do. it's the same thing like what we talked yeah, about yeah. yesterday, if it's one morning, but five yeah. at different times, it, it then sense. it's one. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's, why, right. that's why I added that, yeah. Okay. And there isn't a way to do... In case five incisions at one time. Maybe if you put like five razors on your hand, <laughs> like last, like yesterday, <laughs> like Edward Scissor's hands. You know. 
it's, it's less the seventh nefesh. It's it's the cut for the. Yeah, the truth is though, you can do it with your hands too. So, if you take your hands and you really, ins- I don't know. If you take a question is if you need to have blood come out or not too. Ah. Oh. Those are five incisions. That I don't, even though it's four. Yeah. Those are four, not five. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Beser echav yuser al beto shnafal. Okay. The nef. Enochayav al menagula. Minayz beser chamesh shita al menachat shuchayav al kol achav achat. Emulam beser lechayav al kol shita al shita. Rabbi Yosi Omer minayz lemeseret shita achat al five. So now we're going to one shita, one incision on five people who died. Your chayav akol echat b'chad. That's like a chiddush, right? That's amazing, right? Five people. You have intention for five people on this one incision. Uh, you know, five people. So it's the kavana. Apparently, I mean, one three times. So I think it's because there's a special limud here. That's what it says. Um, oh, it's a chiddush. Okay. Yeah, tamul lamar la nefesh. The chayav akol nefesh v'nefesh. I think it's a chiddush. Like it's not like this isn't. We, we don't learn things. Yeah, this, is not, this isn't is, like a default position. This is this is a this time only. I believe, or yeah, this time. It right. could be other times, but this is the specific. Yeah, this is an exception. It could be other exceptions. This is an exception. So, Rabbi, if someone dies in only because of, for example, it's only example because of losing his, his property, not because of. Yeah, so they're not. It's not. No, it's not falling. It doesn't fall in that category. Only for someone who died. It should be generally, not only for seret, 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 manevish. I mean, so if you go by two reasons, you could explain. If you go, I think this could be, if it was go by Abu Dazarah, maybe this is what people did, uh, the, you know, that's what they did specifically with pe- dead people. Or if you go by the desperation approach, that's the biggest mourning there. And so you're, you're mourning for a family member. And so there you want to see, what, you know, your level of faith. I, you could say the opposite, though, if you're, if you're yeah, I would show but a lot. The action itself is not accepted, not only because of the reason that so someone. So, Tara is saying it's yeah. about what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there are other things you can't do. You can't puncture your body. You yeah. can't for other reasons. Kabura or whatever. Is not acceptable. Yes, but in in this category of, of prohibition, that's that those are the conditions. There could be other reasons why that people you can't do a kabura to yourself. You can't like puncture your body. You can't do that anyway. I don't. But that's for another reason. That's not for this. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nayla, Masaret, Sita, Chalaf. So on five people, Shulchav, Akol, Chalaf, Nevashenosh. Ba'afikde leveitosh and afalosh yinu shtava bayam. So they're asking a question. Them. So let's take a look at the chart here. Tanaka, our, our first person said, Sarah taught me five incisions on one person. That's how we learned that out for that part of the pasuk. The other part of the pasuk was lanefesh, only for the dead, but not for a house or boat, or a boat, I should say. Um, Rabbi Yossi said the nefesh he's using that for something else he's using that for one incision for five people on each nefesh so, so they're saying to him how could you use that for, for one incision for five people you need that for not for your boat so he said ah I have a source for not for my boat or house or boat from another place from the other pasuk lotit go to do and there it says lotit go to do lament and I connect koanim to Israel. There, the first pasuk was talking about lament was talking about koanim it says, I can, I, can make a, I can connect Kohanim to Israel and say these are all one thing, and therefore you can't do it for, it's only about somebody who died. Okay. So, so these are one thing, Shritag Dida, because the first Pasuk talks about in the, in the language of Loti Godidu. Um, where is that? I'm sorry. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. These are two and three. My apologies. This isn't about the Kohanim. But these are different. That one language is Seret and one is Tithgo to do. And nevertheless, he connects them. I guess the other person wouldn't connect them. The Tanakama. 
Amar Shmuel, I'm a serapikli chayav. So if you do it, if you do it with a uh, with a vessel, yeah, you you only someone who's only who does the incision with a knife or some sort of vessel, they're chayav. If you do it, uh, and they're asking him, etive, sritav dida chati, so from this, from here, you said if you do srita with a kli, you're chayav, but with your hand, you're not. We have another source that says, uh, sorry, so no, this other approach says the laws of gdida and srita are the same. These are, we have two different languages, but they're both the same, and usually gdida is with a, with a, with a knife, with some sort of vessel and sritas with your with your hands. So in Hebrew, you say you soret, you scratch somebody. So, but they, but but this, but there's a bright, there's a Tanaitic source that says they they share all the same laws, even though it's a different language. So even when you do a srita, it's also from a vessel, also from your hands. So on one hand, we say with your hands, you're only you're only liable, you're not liable with your when you do it with your fingers, with your hands. But another source says you are liable when you do it with your fingers. So how do you resolve that? Um, this approach that says um, that that you only chayav bakli so this approach I think the, the second approach here which connects didan sutta it's like rabbi yossi but the other approach wasn't like rabbi yossi rabbi yossi connects didan sutta he's comfortable doing that the other approach wasn't so, that's just, so there are two approaches is it you're obligated with your hand or not? One approach says you are because you learn enough from Kedida. Kedida and Sutta are like the same thing. Um, and the other approach says not. Okay. So it was taught in front of Rabbi Yochanan. Someone who does a Srita on the dead with their hand or with a vessel, they're high, they're liable. But on Abadah Kochavim, serving, for serving idols, Bayad Chayab now we didn't, we're not just talking about the, the, the method of doing it, we're talking about the intention, the purpose. So if you're doing it, um, if you're doing it, like you meant, you talked about, what's your, it's about your intention. If you do it for somebody who died, then you're chaya, then you're liable. If you're doing it for avodah zarah, you're doing it, there was an avodah zarah like that, where you would do srita, and you would, that would be similar, that's like a certain type of idol worshipping. Um, so in that case, when you do it with your hand, it's forbidden. With a vessel, it's, it's permitted. It's 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 not it's it's not you're not liable for lashes. It's still forbidden, but you're not liable for lashes. So, yeah. Why? Why? What's the difference? So we're gonna see. There's a pasuk. Uh, okay, you're right. We're gonna see. There's a pasuk that says the opposite. Ba'ivcha k'tiv. go to do machim. So you say on one hand that when you're doing it for avodah you're only liable. With your hand, but not with a with a with a vessel. Well, there's a pasuk that says the opposite that that they would that the avodavodazar the idol worshippers they would do it they would they would do these incisions with haravot with with swords and spears. So there we learn that you aren't liable when you do it with with vessels. So on one hand, you, so okay, so okay. No, really, really, what we really meant was if you do it with your hand for idol worshiping, you're just you're you're. you're it's forbidden, but you're not liable for lashes. If you do it with a vessel, you are liable for lashes. So you ask why? What's the difference between that and doing it for someone who died? Because one emu- so the one that emulates the avodah zara, that they use it. They use a kli. That's when yechiv, right? Yeah. But if you do a biyad, it's not a good thing. Yeah. But you're not doing it like the avodah zara worshippers. So that's is yeah. that the distinction? Yeah. yeah. 
So if you're doing, I guess, if you're doing it for for someone who died, whether you do it with your hand or with with a sword, with a with a vessel, it's it's forbidden, and that's because uh, we learn akedida from uh, Srita, and they all have the same laws. But when it comes to serving idols, the way that people used to serve idols was that they used to do it. They used to do it with just with vessels. So if you do it with vessels and you're serving an idol, then it would be uh, forbidden. But if you do it, you get lashes. But if you don't do it, it'd be forbidden. But you want to get lashes if you do it with your hand. So everyone's like looking a little bit like what's the yeah, yeah. okay uh, cool yeah all right yeah yeah you're not into it okay uh so you're chayav on your rosh okay now we're back to the now we talked earlier about where where the locations for the uh, peyot are now we're talking about the the, the actual chiyuvim the, the the prohibitions <clears throat> um, and they're gonna he's gonna he so showed everybody um, that this location is when the, the end of your Rasha is Pirkei Rasha. Uh, this is talking about um, this is this is talking about your Hakafadarosh encircling your your Bechayav Ala Rosh. What is it? Bechayav Ala Rosh Stein. I think it says right. Let's see. Ala Rosh Stein Mikan Mikan. Yeah, forbidden here and here. So now they're giving you a little bit more details here. Bein Pirkei Rasha. The Ravan says Makom Aprakim Shemichabrim Sham Pirkei Atzamot. So the location is where the where the different bones connect. So I guess it's here. So if you if you I'm wondering if it's talking about your temporal mandibular joint. You said here where the bone connects. So this is that's where a, it that's is? a specific okay. joint. The jaw essentially so it attaches a, to the skull. Yeah. So they're saying that that's the location. That is a location when the two bones connect. So um, I don't. I think that's a look. I'm confused about this. Before we said that it's this whole area. Now we're talking about this. I don't know. Maybe that's the end of it. All right. Uh, okay. So the al zakan shtaimi kam shtaimi kam v'chabin lamata. So rav sheshet shu bein perkei dikna. So that's where the 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 different parts of the beard connect. And I think that was where I saw the whole uh, discussion in Ravan. But never mind. We'll go into that. But so again, it's a different five different spots. We don't know what that is, where they connect. So that's a little bit of a different definition than we saw before where the hair grows kind of more there. She bullet. Here's a pure Okay. Um, Rabbi Eliezer, Mary, Imnatlan, if you took them all at one shot, uh, all five of them at one shot, you get only one prohibition. And because he says there's only one prohibition, Chadlavu. They all fall under one prohibition. So you only have one. Okay. So you're only chayav, you're only liable if you remove it with, with a razor. Okay, so there's a brayta. It says, So if you take a look, I, I tried to like diagram this. You have two psukim in four and five, page two. It says, Upatz ganam lo yigalechu. And the other one was lo tashrit epatz gancha. So they learn out like this. Upatz ganam lo yigalechu. You can't do giluach of, uh, of your zakan. So they learn out from here that it means that dafka something, and not with tweezers. Tweezers is not a real giluach. Tweezers don't really take, out, take off the hair. You need a real shaving. So that's a, that's a diuk from the first, fourth pasuk. It says, 
Patskanamlik, you can't shave off. You can't shave off, but you but but including this is not tweezers. Tweezers is not real shaving. And you have the second pasuk which says Tashrit, uh, from there we learn not with scissors. Scissors are a little bit less than, than razors, but um, from these are the, that's how they learn these things out. So from you and in the end, it's like any type of giluach that really has hashkat, any type of shaving that does a real destruction, those fall into the category of of this this prohibition. Not tweezers, not scissors, and uh, and that's what is that? That's a razor. That's kind of like the bottom line. Um, giluach plus hashkata equals tahar equals a razor. <clears throat> we can go in like and then into it, but um, I think we're okay. Yeah, I'll just read it out loud. It says it says lo tashchit, and there you learn as something has to be destructive and not 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 scissors. So if it's talking about just complete destruction, so maybe even maybe tweezers would be would uh, maybe tweezers will be in that category of destruction. From there we learn that you, uh, the, the first pasuk is you can't any type of shaving and only shaving, not something that's done. Meaning tweezers are destruction, but they're not shaving. So, so uh, only things that are shaving are forbidden. That's razor. Okay. So only things that are only a razor. That's the whole discussion we talked about with like electric shavers today. They fall in kind of category of of scissors. They fall in the category of tweezers. They kind of kind of a razor. So uh, some rabbis want to make to point out that certain certain electric shavers get too close to your skin. It's almost like a razor. But uh, it's not, people aren't so careful with that in modern Orthodox communities. So, different approaches. Um, okay. Manashach. Uh, so, Rabbi Ezer said, even if you even if you took with uh, with tweezers, you're chayav. So, Manashach, if he learned Xerah Shava, so if he learned, uh, if he was able to connect these two psukim that we talked about, because really, verse 4 talks about Kohanim and verse 5 talks about Israel. So you can only connect them if you learn out of Xer Shava, of Peah Peah. It's in another place. So the first, the first, the first approach in the mission, he learned it out. That's why you can connect them all and make this whole salad. But they're going to ask, Manashach, Ikamag Xer Shava, if you learn these two, so you can connect to them. So, uh, so, Libaitar, Ilokamir Gershava, Xer Shava, Misprim Nami, Nami Lo. So, um, If he learns Zerashah from Kohanim to Israel, so he would need specifically a razor. Meaning, he says you can also use a tweezer. If he learned the Zerashah, he would need specifically a razor. If he doesn't learn the Zerashah, then he shouldn't exempt scissors, because the only reason they are exempt is that they don't destroy. If you don't learn out the Zerashah, then scissors should be included also, because we just, only because of the Zerashah, you connect these two Sikim, said razors were included. Okay, so the answer, um, no, so he's including the category of giluach, also tweezers. Tweezers do giluach. So, Rabbi Eliezer says even if you use tweezers, they're they're falling the category of 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 this uh, of of shaving. Um, the other first opinion says no, shaving is only with a razor. Okay, so those this is kind of like the the contours of these different these different lobbying. I thought we'd get through this much quicker than we did. I guess maybe because it's so choppy, each one is like a whole world unto itself. All right. Um, all right, next Mishnah. Another topic. Yay. Tattoos. Okay. So, um, tattoos are, are, are an issue according to Jewish law. You have a, a source five, six that I brought here. 
לא תקיבו פרץ יושכם, לא תשחילו פרץ כנעך, וסר לנפש לא תקנו בשכם, וכתובת קעקע לא תקנו בכם. Don't put a כתובת קעקע, a tattoo on your back. So, so they're asking a question. So it says Ketovet Kaka. Okay, it says it says it says Ketovet. It says two. There's two words here, writing, and like a engraving Kaka. So what if you just do one? What if you just you took a pen, and you drew a nice picture of a, of a bunny on your bicep? Is that considered a is that considered a tattoo or the opposite? You took a, you did an engraving, but you didn't add any ink. Is that considered a a, a tattoo? The Pasuk seems to say you need both of these. Tovaka, writing and engraving. Akotev tovakaka. Katavalo kiakea. Kikeavalo katav. Enochayav. Enochayav achiktovi kakea viato. Uvikol, uvikol davarshu roshem. You're only obligated if you have both of them. So that's, so that's pretty. Uh, I remember when I was in Yeshiva. Like, I remember once I was like writing notes on my hand or something like that. And said, don't do that. It's, it's forbidden. Because, so this Mishnah seems to. Indicate that that's not the case because only when you write and you engrave, that's. Kind of like like these. Uh, I believe so. We're going to see that some people say you should be choshesh, but um, the quasi chuva that I brought, he brought an opinion there that says some people say you should be careful. But here, it says in like the in the chuva I brought on page three, the second to last paragraph, on page three. However, there's an opinion of Mari Perla that even writing with a pen on one's hand, such as a phone number and address, is forbidden. Even if a tattooing needle or pen is not used. Mari Perla explains that tattooing involves two actions, writing the tattoo and puncturing the skin to insert the dye. According to his opinion, since the writing itself constitutes half of the prohibition, this also is forbidden, since one is not allowed to commit even half of a Torah transgression. There's chetzi shiur mina Torah. If you do a chetzi shiur, if you just eat like half of a kazayat of something, it's not, you don't get lashes, you don't get lashes, but it's forbidden to do half of an isur. So he says that's half of an isur, so that's forbidden. But that's not, it's not really an accepted opinion. Yeah. Except opinion is that you do both. Yeah. So if you write, it's not a problem. So one is not broad and not put in yeah. the Torah. Yeah. So you can engrave. I mean, a tattoo is simultaneous, of course. It's the writing and the engraving. And the dying. At the yeah. same time. Um, I think they're at like a brand. You know, would well, that be forbidden? Like a, you know, you see without call it without ink? Yeah. It's scarring. It's yeah, there, are, there, there are these tattooing yeah. that people That's a really interesting that question. They're scarring. Like, yeah. And they, they bring up well designs and scarring. According to this, it seems like that wouldn't, that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, there's also like a discussion like if, if you get a non-permanent tattoo, if it doesn't go all the way, like there's like five layers of skin, right. it goes down the four, not to the fifth, it, it can, it'll, it's not permanent. Discussion on that too. So is that really... Adding ink is that really making a decision? I don't know. Maybe it is adding ink. Is that really making a decision that lasts? Yeah. I don't know. It's adding ink, but it's not engraving. It's not. Yeah. It's just on the surface. Yeah. So lasts. he's discussing that. He discusses that a little bit here, and then he also discusses uh, like, let's say you put on like a fake tattoo, just like a sticker tattoo. You know, you buy at the store. Yeah. That's definitely not an issue. There's no engraving there. Henna. Yeah, henna with henna. Yeah. Yeah. So what's non non permanent? So yeah, so it's non permanent. Then, if you don't hold by the the half shior thing, that you it's have not, it's not forbidden. Yeah, it's, I think it's not an issue. According to him, I think according to accepted. I mean, if people think it's a tattoo, that might be an issue. That's more dying. Yeah, that would be a big. Thing. Yeah, if it looks the ones that really look good, yeah. then it's more dying. No, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between writing on your hand and getting a fake tattoo. I don't know. Because one, look, one looks like a tattoo. I don't know. All right. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon Shimon ben Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Shimon Omer Inochev Adchik Tov Shem Shamet Hashem Shenamar Tov Kaka Lotzinu Bachem Ani Hashem. It's only when you're putting Shem Hashem there. Like, you know, there's, uh, there's some some religious. I think Stephen Curry has a has a pasuk on his his tattoo of a, of a Torah pasuk of a, of a Hebrew Hebrew word on him. Like I know, like some. Some people like the Kabbalah Center they put like a name of God or something as a ta- one of the three other names of God, or one of the 40, uh, 72 names of God. So I don't know if it's even talking about that name. It's like when it's Shem Hashem. So this opinion says only if it's Shem Hashem you're liable because uh, the Pasuk says Ani Hashem afterwards. So that really limits the whole thing. All right. That's not the accepted approach. That's not the whole Um Amali Rav Acha Breda Rava Larav Ashi. Ashi is Tovad Ani Hashem Mamash. It's right, Ani Hashem. Until you put the 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 name of of a idol of a idol worship of a of an idol. You can learn at the pasuk. Don't put a don't put a tattoo on you on yourself. I am God. So there's two ways to read that. I am God. Don't put my name on your on in your tattoo. Or I am God, follow me, and not not a, not an idol. Don't put an idol's name on your on yourself. But anyway, that's not the halacha. But um, it's interesting. Um, okay, Amar of Machia, Amar of Ada Barava. Asulo ladam shiten efer makta al gabim makatov neishin yirek tova kaka. So somebody, who, someone has a you have a wound, an open wound, and I guess you want to uh, you don't want it to be exposed. So you put uh, some some uh, effer some. Uh, what is it? Suit. Some. Uh, what is it? Uh, ashes. Ashes. Yeah. You put ashes on your on your wound. They did that at that time. Um, that might kind of look if it's if it's colorful ashes. It might kind of look like a like a like a tattoo. So can you do that or not? Asur. Asur lechal asur. It's like being a domination. You're like tovik haka. Rav Nachman, Breder Rav Ika, Shifuch, Vachotch, Vugumot, Rav Malchio, Blurit, Efrem Akleh, Ugvina, Rav Malchia. There are two people. There's Rav Malchia and there's Rav Malchia. So don't get them confused. They're different. Okay? It's not there's a, there's a Michael and Mika. They're different. Don't get them don't get them uh, confused. And they both say different halachot. Um, the Rav Rivan goes into like all those different things. What shachot, what gumot, what, but uh, you can lo- look into that. But the idea here is that they said different things. And Ephraim Akleh was saying the name of of um, Rav Malchia. Of Papa Amar Matnitin Matnitin Rav Malchia Shmata Rav Malchio. So he says he disagrees with them a little bit and says certain these certain laws uh, only laws that refer to a, a Tanaitic source uh, are relevant to Rav Malchia and those who those who, uh, things were given verbally not through Tanaitic source are Rav Malchia. Simonech Matnitin Malchata My Benayu. What's the difference between them? Are these categorizations Shvachot? Some person Shvachot into one category. Another person shvachot into the other person's category. Um, nevertheless, we just wanted to find out who said this. Efer Machle. Everybody agrees that Efer Machle was said in the name of Rav Malchia. Uh, Rav, Rav Malchia. Malchia. Okay, good. Bibi Bar Abai copied Afilu Arivda the the Kusilta. He would even be careful 
with the uh, wound of bloodletting. He had a wound of bloodletting. He'd be careful even not to put on that. I guess maybe it's a smaller wound, I guess. I don't know. He was careful even not to put on that, uh, ashes. No, if you have a makah, you know that it's a makah. You know, it's, if you have a wound, you know it's a wound. It's not a tattoo. So you don't have to be so, so scrupulous with that. And maybe that's also relevant for our discussion of like a fake tattoo. If you know it's a fake tattoo, you know that you're writing on your hand, so it doesn't look like a tattoo. Cool. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, if, in your own leisure, you can take a look at this, uh, this question and answer here. It was a question about um, somebody who had a tattoo on their left bicep, and they wanted to put film on top of it, if they could do that or not. And it's a whole discussion of, like, um, if what, what is a tattoo, how you define it. So there's a discussion on that. Okay. So here's a mission. We saw some of this mission already. So now we're moving on from the first topic, which was all the peyot. second topic was what tattoos. Now we're moving on to the topic of kilayim. And that's going to be our topic till the end of the day. Maniti. Nazir sheyashate a nazir. Nazir can't drink wine. We learned this Mishnah. Nazir who was drinking wine all day long. Ain chayav elachat. But he only got warned one time. So you're, you're sipping all day. Uh, it's not 7 a.m. in the morning. He's uh, breaking his nazirut. He's drinking wine with a straw. Drinking it. Sip, sip, sip. Someone gives him a warning at 7 a.m. in the morning. Only one warning. They're only chayav. Even though they drank all day. They drank 200, 200 sips. But they only chayav because they got one warning. But if they were, every sip they took, somebody was sitting there, some nunik was sitting there like, it's an avera, it's an avera, it's an avera. And, and I warned them, you're going to get lashes, it's forbidden. So they would be forbidden for every single one. They would be, be get lashes for every single sip. I made them the same thing with, he can't go into the, the, he can't go into the graveyard. But he would go all day long, only, if he was only warned once, he only Every time they told him, same thing with He can't shave his hair. He was doing it all day, only once. Worn only once, he only chayav once. Okay. This is not talking about the Nazir anymore. It's just anybody. You're wearing kilayim. Someone's wearing kilayim. Wool and linen together. Um, you're wearing it all day, and somebody said, take it off. It's kilayim. It's, it's alive. You get malchus for that. They told you once, and you leave it on. You only chayav once. But if they told you, so they told you, take it off. You took it off, then you put it back on. They say, take it off. They say, take it off. Someone says, take, you're wearing kilayim, it's forbidden. So you take it off, then you put it back on. I guess then they warn you again. Um, then you take it off again. At that point when they warn you, I guess before you take it off, you're high up. I guess that's what it is. You take it off and you put it back on. After they warned you, then you're chayav. And if they tell you, you know, and you put it back on, they say, don't, don't wear a kilayim. You take it off, you put it back on, you're chayav again. If they told you just once in the morning, don't, this is kilayim, it's forbidden, you've got lashes, um, and you kept doing that action all day, off and on, off and on. It was, maybe it's it weird weather, you know, the, it's heating and you're, you're wearing a sweater. And you keep walking in and out of different places. You take off your sweater, you put on your sweater, you take off your sweater, and add kilayim in it. You're not chayav every time. But if you're walking with somebody who's constantly warning you, you put it back on and each, each, every time you step outside, each time you get, you get the least of kilayim for every warning. Okay, so here's an interesting case. 
they're going to paint a case, and this is, this is it's still in the Mishnah, okay? Um, this is another case of Kilaim. This is going to be our, our topic here. Um, somebody who, who um, someone can plow one, uh, can plow their yard and be liable for eight different things at one shot. How does that happen? It says here, Chayim Mishim Shmona Lavin. Someone who Choresh B'Shor V'Chamor. So the first thing you're doing, you're, you're, you are plowing with a shore and a chamor together. Um, that's forbidden because you can't do that. You can't do a, an ox and a, a donkey together. It's forbidden to, to, to plow with them together. Some people say because one goes faster than the other. It's Sarabali Chayim. Some, some yeah. people say that. Then Muktashim. Um, and they're hektish, so there's two more, so it's three already. They're both they're both muktashin, they're both bechorot. You can't you can't use them, so that's two more according to Rivan. Um, each for each one. Bekilaim bekerem. So and you're while you're going through, you're covering over um, seeds in the ground, which are uh, wheat and and uh, and um, and and vine- um, grape seeds. So you're 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 obligating kilaim bekerem. You're connecting these two different things. That's another one. While you're while you're um, and you're doing this on Shviz. That's so where are we at right now? That's uh, four, that's four, five. Shviz is five. It's on Yom Tov. You can't you can't plow on Yom Tov six. And you're a Kohen and a an Nazir. And it's in and this is in a this is in a this is in a um, big farot. This is in a in a grave in a graveyard. If you're having to be plowing on Yom Tov in Shviz in a graveyard, and you're a Nazir and you're a Kohen, you're in trouble with the Chamor and ox. Yeah. And there happen to be uh, different types of seeds. It's in a the good thing right to buy a lottery ticket. Confluence of events. So that's uh, that is cause that's that's Hester punning. That's like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. bad luck. That's like uh, it's like the Groundhog Day. You right. know everything. Chanani ben Chinai Omer Afalovet. So so what about so add another one? That's that's why you're at it. Is wearing kilaim. Yeah. So I'm like, no Hashem. No, this isn't this isn't connected to the actual plowing. Right, uh, wearing kilaim. That's not like the actual act of plowing. So they say, uh, so they go off nazir lo lo Hashem. So the fact that nazir is going in there, it's about going getting tamei into the graveyard. It's not about it's not about the plowing itself. So we're going to discuss that in the gemara. It's like you could say, yeah, and and he's doing all this while eating a ham sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, and shooting a gun to kill someone. Yeah, I mean, there's no end. To yeah, it. yeah. It's the one act. Supposed to <laughs> yeah. But it really doesn't, because it doesn't doesn't contain the nazir and the kohen. Amar bibi, amar biasi. Poshet velovesh, lovesh mamash, or afil mitmachisum otzi beit yad onkelishelo. So this idea that when you take it off uh, and you put it back on, uh, do you have to put it back on all the way, or even just putting your arms in the in the kilaim to be obligated? Um, if you just put your arms in the sleeves, you have to put on the whole thing, or just your arms in the sleeves. Um, so Rav Achibreir, Rav Ika, showed that he he showed them. He goes, he showed them how it's done, how, what's forbidden. And he showed them he put it all the way on. So there you see, if it's only all the way on, it's forbidden. But some people say he put it, it says, Ayule, in, in and out. Some people say, Rivan says it's on and on, but there's a, there's a Rashi, or, uh, there's, I think it's Rashi on the reef or something that says, in and out of the sleeve. So it's not clear what the answer is. But Rivan says, only when you put it all the way on, that's when it's forbidden. If you just put your arm in, it's not forbidden. That's pretty... That's pretty relevant. Let's say you just you have kilaim and I don't know, you're just trying, you just try it on, but you didn't wear the whole thing. Uh, it's not for. I don't know how relevant that is actually. But. Well, that's all you do. Then it's not your intention to wear it. 
Yeah, or, or you just put your hands in the sleeves. So that's. Uh, but again, it goes to this. Or like, let's say, let's say someone, uh, it's cold outside, and someone says, uh, I don't know if this would be relevant, but someone says, your non Jewish friends, take my, take my suit jacket, but you know, you say, it's Kilim, this might be Kilim, maybe you put it on your shoulders, I don't know. And it, it keeps you oh, warm, but you, you, I don't know if that, I don't know if that would fall in this category of not putting it completely on. But, but I think it's more fundamental, right? It's this notion of what is the, again, it's like, when is the act? the forbidden act done when is it completed mm-hmm. so that you're right I, I pick up the jacket I see that it's killing but I don't put it back down I, I put a one hand in I don't I put two hands in I close it up and, I mean when yeah. is the act complete right and you could do that with any transgression what, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. so I think when it functions in its purpose well but that's, that's yeah that's I mean how opinion. do you define that I, right. I mean yeah I think if you're putting your arms through a jacket, it is not accomplishing its purpose. If it is hanging yeah. on your shoulders, it is. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. It could be its purpose. It could be if it self. Yeah, it could be about sustained. the definition of lavouche. Is it? Is it lavouche? Is that it's right. you're clothed and in it, or is it, it or is that you're using as clothing? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could you could you could uh, eating a ham sandwich. When when have you? eaten the ham sandwich you hold it you prepare it you put it in your mouth you spit it out you you chew it up but you, you spit out you yeah. chew it up you swallow less than the I do when have you eaten the ham sandwich yeah right. so here's uh, Rav Ashi says I feel lo sha'a so even if it's a short amount of time that you could take it off and then you put it back on you're chayav so someone warned you in that short amount of time so you would say like oh well I'm just wearing it for like a minute give me a break Right. Uh, let's just do a little bit more. Someone who covers up kilaim uh, seeds in the ground, you don't just if you if you bury um, if you if you uh, bury you plant seeds in the ground, two different types of seeds. Um, like kila, uh, this is talking about just kilaim uh, in general, different like wheat and uh, different types of different types of grains together. You put them together. You sow, you, you you plant them together. That's forbidden. But what about if they're already there? You just cover them up. Is that also considered planting or not? So they're going to say it is considered planting. Chofet covering is considered planting, and they're going to bring a source for that. Marlon Rabbi Yochanan, Lav It says that in our Mishnah. Yes, Choresh Talmechav Echav Mishum Shimon Alavim. Choresh B'Shuvah Chamor Vemukashim Mekilaim Echem. I Hai Choresh the Mechayav Mishum Kilaim Hechemishkachelah. Isn't, isn't this like we're covering up as he's going along? I'm like, well, genius. Uh, Einstein, you only got this because I told you about this whole idea of this covering up. Now, now you're interpreting it that way. But uh, if I didn't reveal, if I didn't expose the pot, the earthenware, um, you would have never found the gem. So I gave you, now, now you're rereading this mission in this way. But before I re- revealed to you this law, you didn't know this whole idea that you can just cover up and it would be forbidden. Um, so like, now you now I planted that in your head, and now you're saying that. So that's not that's not such a such a smart thing. That's not such an innovation. Mother Rishlaki said, Rabbi Yochanan, you love to kill such. So Rishlaki would said to Rabbi Yochanan, Ah, Rabbi Anai, who just said this to him. He goes, he just said, oh, I, this is a gem. This idea is a gem. This idea that you can cover it up and you be forbidden. So he goes, Rishlaki says to Rabbi Yochanan, if this Rabbi Yochanan didn't praise you, Gavaraba, I would have said. Uh, our mission is like who? Like Rabbi Akiva. Someone who not just covers up kilaim. So we have three levels. Planting kilaim is forbidden. Uh, Rabbi Yenai adds that 
covering them up even is, and we interpreted the Mishnah that way. Rabbi, but without Rabbi Anai, I might have said something else. I might have said the Mishnah is talking not just about covering them, up, covering them, but just seeing them there and not removing them. Hamikayem kilai, that you leave them there. That's Rabbi Akiva's approach. You're chayav when you leave them there. If you see kilai, you can't leave them there. You have to remove them. So we, I might have thought that, but now I have Rabbi and I can explain it in, like, I guess, a more lenient way. Um, that's a good question. I have to see who the halacha is like here. Um, because I don't you know. didn't do the action. Oh, it's, 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 it's just covering. Only if you cover it. Like our Mishnah. It's not like Rabbi Akiva. Okay. Yeah. Um, my Rabbi Akiva, so this is really interesting, Rabbi Akiva. Who's this Rabbi Akiva approach? I mean, Rabbi Akiva, okay. My time at Rabbi Akiva, the Tanya. So take a look here and we'll be done with this. Take a look at page um, two on the bottom. This is the Kilayim Pasuk. This is a creative drasha, okay? It says, So it says, your bema, you can't you can't connect them as kilaim. You can't use two different animals together at the same time. Kama, another law. You're also your 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 sadeh you can't use you can't plant as kilayim two different types of grain. Rabbi Akiva says it should have been written bemtecha um, kilayim lo tarbia, but it says lo tarbia kilayim kilayim nechtes sadecha lo, and he's just taking out those three words sadecha kilayim sadecha lo. He's saying kilayim sadecha lo. I can't have I can't mekayim I can't have kilayim exist in my in my sadeh. That's no like that's no, crazy. Because there's no comma in the, in the Torah. I know. I agree. I just think it's crazy that he's connecting these two laws. And he's saying he's. Uh, and so if you look at um, if you look at uh, Rabbi Vanier's and, and like seven lines up from the bottom, kilaim sadecha lo tizrak kilaim shmainen hachi kilaim sadecha lo dakrina lemi pasti ledrasha. You okay? You like undo the shot for the sake of the drasha. It should have written mamina